Okay, guys, welcome to another episode of Politics Weekly. Uh, we are here uh, this week with a very special episode uh, from Washington, D.C. Uh, so this is day one uh, of me here, uh, being here. This is just going to be me documenting, uh, you know, every part of this. Uh, so uh, enjoy. Um, and this is just day one. So uh, we'll be at the Capitol tomorrow. Hopefully we'll meet some members of Congress. Uh, but uh, yeah, so stay tuned. This has just been day one. All right, we are here back with Politics Weekly. There is anarchy in the streets. I repeat, there is anarchy in the streets. I guess the Washington Nationals just won the World Series. And we're in Washington, D.C. So everybody is losing their minds. This is... I'm not completely unconvinced that the end is nigh. Uh, all right, guys. So we just got out of the Washington Monument. And we're here in uh, the park. And we're about to see the Lincoln Memorial. All right, guys. We're here waiting to hear from the editor-in-chief of the Washington Post. Of... Uh a large number of newspapers to the prosecution of a large number of uh, journalists, particularly editors, uh, and it led to their uh, to their jailing as well. Uh, and then, you know, during the period of uh, more than 13,000 false or misleading claims in his first 1,000 days in office. Knowing that, how does your team cover an, an administration that, as the Post reporting shows, has a loose relationship with the truth? Uh, well, as I said, our job is to get the, get at the facts. I think that our, our job is, you know, college uh, students uh, for the First Amendment, uh, that people feel that maybe there's more, that they put higher priority on the idea of inclusion, as it's called, uh, over the First Amendment, uh, that they would restrict uh, what they consider to be hate speech, um, which is difficult to define. Um, you know, I think it's important to remind people what the what um, the First Amendment covers, again. Um, and uh, it's not just uh, freedom for those of us who are in the press. It's freedom for everyone to speak their mind. Uh, it's freedom for you to uh, watch the movies that you'd like to watch. It's freedom for you to uh, listen to the music that you'd like to watch. It's freedom for you to have the kinds of conversations with your friends that you feel you should have without, uh, without uh, fear that that somebody says you said something that that could lead to your uh, prosecution or imprisonment, um, and so we all have a we all have a stake in that. Uh, I think that you know, I mean, my own personal view of uh, of uh, college is that um, it's almost as if people should, before somebody goes to college, they should sign a waiver saying, uh, "I'm now an adult." Um, I recognize that I'm going to hear opinions that I might not agree with, that, uh, that uh, some of them I'm going to find offensive, uh, and if I disagree with them, I'll make clear I disagree with them, but I'm not gonna shut them down. And, um, and, um, and so um, I think that people should recognize that that's part of society. I mean, they said, I think we should, be, it, when we're in college, it should, be, it should be preparation for the rest of your life. Uh, and once you get out of college, uh, there isn't going to be a, a college administrative structure to shut down to shut down speech. And so you have to learn okay, how to deal with people you disagree with or information you find uh, hateful. And 
And when you do that is to sig signal your opposition to that. Um, and there are ways to signal your opposition to that uh, that don't involve uh, telling people they can't speak, uh, but showing that there are greater numbers of people who think otherwise, uh, and that there is a good reason to, uh, uh, good reason to think otherwise. And uh, that's, that's, what I, that's what I favor. Um, so we want to ask a couple questions specifically about work habits and advice for young journalists. Hello, uh, my name is Nolan Cleary. I am a writer. I'm the political columnist for the Hudsonian newspaper. Uh, I want to go back to the al-Baghdadi story. Uh, one of your writers uh, got in trouble for implying, or uh, according to some people, implying that it was wrong for President Trump to call al-Baghdadi a coward. Do you fear that this, along with the headline controversy, uh, about him being an astute political uh, scholar portrays the post in a negative light. Well, we never called him an astute political scholar, by the way. That's not. That's or not sorry, religious. Re religious. Yeah, sorry. we called. We said religious scholar. That's that's what. That's we, what I'm we didn't say astute religious scholar. Look it up. Uh, so, uh, what, what, I and, and on the first part of the question, I have no idea what. Who you're referring to? One of the uh, writers for the uh, the Washington Post. Who's the writer? Who's the writer? Let me look, well, let me look Max up. Max Kuhn is an opinion writer. I have nothing to do with the opinion section. All so right. You're asking the wrong person. Okay. Do you I fear that it hurts? The department. I oversee our news and features coverage. And if you have a question about a columnist, you need to ask somebody. Do you fear that it hurts their uh, the image of the paper? I'm sorry. What? Do you fear it hurts the image of the paper? That was my question. I don't, I don't even express opinions about our opinion columnists. I just, I don't express opinions about our editorials. I don't express opinions about our opinion columnists. I don't, I don't get involved in that area of our, uh, of our news organization. I'm not involved in, I'm not in charge of the opinion department. All right, okay. <laughs> Yes. ways that news comes to light. Um, 
you're never gonna get a press release about something bad happening, you know, um, unless they're really trying to get a hold of the story, so, or trying to get ahead of the story. Um, and so, you know, it's good to have sources and meet with folks, um, know the difference between a source and a friend, of course, um, and have this, a distinction between those relationships. Um, but talk to sources. Um, other times, if it's something really specific, this might be a little bit harder for, for a student outlet um, to convince a campaign to do, but you know, if, if you know that there's this certain policy that the committee is thinking about releasing, you might be like, hey, when you go to do this, give us the exclusive. Um, you just do by talking to people or asking the right questions right time, um, it's, it's really a huge combination of, of where information comes from. But um, just just compile that. Um, or just tuck it in your back pocket because maybe you'll write, um, maybe that press release isn't relevant right now, but two months from now you are writing about whatever the issue is and you'll be able to say this candidate released this policy back in October um, and then you can just kind of roll it into that. Don't feel obligated to like write up every single press release obviously because a lot of them are useless. <laughs> So as you just listened, that was kind of a, uh, a heated moment between me and Marty uh, Barron, the editor-in-chief of the Washington Post. Um, here is some uh, footage from uh, one of the writers of Time magazine. All right, so uh, you're with uh, what magazine? Owl Magazine from Harvard Community College in Maryland. So, so tell us a little bit about what you do, and tell us a little bit about the Owl Magazine. Uh, Owl Magazine is... Uh, hey, do either of you know where Arlington is? It's like... Uh, that way? Thank you. So very much. Well, obviously, we have a print magazine that we come out with. Uh, sometimes once a year, sometimes once a semester. It depends on the staff. But uh, we are also a multimedia publication. We create videos. We do social media, um, and yeah, we cover things both in the local community and national stories, opinion pieces, uh, a lot of variety. Um, now, uh, what can people expect from Owl Magazine uh, if they pick up a copy? Uh, I'd say the biggest thing they can expect is diversity of opinions and you know writers' backgrounds things that are being covered, you know, because sometimes it really is like a news angle, like we're reporting on something that happened. Sometimes it's a profile on someone who's done something interesting or someone who's had, you know, a really challenging life. Um, and sometimes it's just about general updates in the community, you know, on the on the more broad scale, like new initiatives at the college, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and where can people uh, find Owl Magazine? Well, uh, of course, if anyone happens to be in the neighborhood in Hartford County, we've got stands all over the county and especially all over the college, but it's also available on Issue, which is ISSUU, which is a way to publish print publications online, and we're Al Magazine on Issue. All right, thank you, sir. I was like, why don't you check Valencia? It's so much closer to your house than that campus was, and you know, you like teaching, but you don't have to deal with parents, which is the beauty of teaching college. Um, 
So I did. All right, we're here at a Mets parade. Of course, the Mets won the World Series, so we're here at this Mets parade.